Hey, welcome back. Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN talking about the incoming snowstorm, which is funny because on ESPN2 right now, uh, the Daily Wager, they're talking about the Bills game being affected by the incoming snowstorm. So that's uh, that's pretty wild. Uh, 803-0930, star 930. Mike in Angola has got a story for us. Hey, Mike, thanks for calling in. Yep. I, uh, tomorrow I have to drive to Indianapolis in a freight truck and hopefully come back Friday, which I'm not sure that's going to happen. Now, Mike, tell me about driving in the snow, something you're probably pretty uh, familiar with. Yeah, 30-some years. You just got to take it easy. That's all. You kind of drive by field this time of year. So, Mike, what I happens? Mean, so, say you get to Indianapolis, right? Everything's fine. What happens if, I mean, Friday's just awful? I mean, are you able to just say, hey, I, I can't? get back on schedule? Uh, they'll determine that. They'll probably, if they close the lane down, I'll just stay at the hotel for a couple days, I guess. That's probably the way that'll work. So you you probably are hoping that if, if it's going to be bad, that they tell you why you're in Indianapolis so you have a room there and stuff to do? Yeah, kind of kind of a, an kind of unplanned want, vacation. I want, I want, no, I want to get back home. <laughs> I've been stormed out once or twice before, and I didn't like it. I've been stormed in. I was stormed in. What was the last one, the big one we had, uh, November? I was in for that. I lost a week of pay for that, and I didn't – that was not good, but at least I was home. So let me ask you, Mike, uh, you're, you're watching this now. You're, you're hearing about the storm coming. Uh, in your mind, do you think you're going to be able to get to Indianapolis and back with your experience yeah. in the snow? Well, I don't even know if it's my experience. I, we were looking at the, the graphic. Uh, I looked at WIBD's graphic, and it didn't seem like it was going to lay off the throughway for a while. Before it got going really bad, so I'm kind of hoping you know it stays over the ridge and maybe doesn't destroy the throughway. I can sneak back in before it gets bad. From what I understand, the worst is going to be Friday into Saturday. So I'm hoping I get back. I want to get back. Well, so in the meantime, I'll do some blizzard shopping, <laughs> gas the snowblower up, show my wife and son how to use it, and hope for the best. Hey, Mike, sounds good. We hope you have a safe travel, and uh, maybe you can give us an update on Monday. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That is Mike in Angola. And now, speaking of the snow, let's get to free, freelance meteorologist Andy Parker. Andy, long time no talk. Yeah, I've been listening to you, though. Boy, it's been fun the leading up to this storm, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, exciting stuff. Um, now, we, we used to talk about, you know, the, the buttons down for the weather. Uh, buttons up. Uh, the Ricky Martin button scale, buttons fully up for the next few days. Andy, you know, we, we just talked to someone who's going to be driving to Indianapolis tomorrow. Uh, what do we know at 311 on this Wednesday about this incoming storm? Wow. Well, that's a great that you start there because you want to begin with what you know. And there's a lot of unknowns about this storm, but here's what we can say for certain at this moment. The storm is going to hit the city of Buffalo and it's going to begin for the city on Thursday evening. Before we get there, there's a lake effect band right now that is causing problems. I'm sure your traffic reports are filling you in, but this is producing a sleety, icy rain-snow mix across some of the south towns along the lakeshore. And this is no joke. If there was not a big storm coming behind this, you're getting between 5 and 10 inches of this crusty, icy, sleety, slushy snow over some of the south towns all the way to Wyoming County, down into Chautauqua and Cattaraugus. 
that's a significant event just on its own. That's going to cause some issues tonight and early on Thursday. That diminishes during the afternoon, but only briefly. Now, the rest of western New York in Niagara, Orleans, Genesee, northern Erie County, you've got until Thursday evening to batten down the hatches because then the focus comes out of the deep south towns and the southern tier squarely into the city. It's going to begin with a burst of snow, almost as if you took a rope and you kind of whipped it like an Indiana Jones whip. And this is going to slide up the length of the lake as the winds change direction. It is going to draw moisture from Toledo and drag it all the way across the open water at 55 degrees, boiling it up into the air, funneling it into a large band of snow that hits Buffalo between 9 and midnight. And when I say Buffalo, it's really not distinguishable between the city and even up into the North Buffalo area. It, it starts with a burst. Even the Tonawandas will get this. Now, fortunately, it comes between 9 and midnight when everybody's already done. Evening commute should go off without a hitch on Thursday. I cannot say the same for Friday morning. Once that initial burst of snow goes through places like Lockport and North Tonawanda, Niagara Falls, you're in the clear for a while, but stay tuned. It has a chance to come your way. During the day on Friday, it plows from the city of Buffalo down to about Orchard Park. That's the width. We cannot narrow it down to a single community and say, hey, you're going to be standing in the snow or standing in the snow in West Seneca and you'll be standing in the sun in Orchard Park. We're not there yet. By the time the event commences, that's what will happen. We're expecting a very well-defined northern edge to this storm, similar to what happened in 2014, where someone could stand at the airport in the sun, and if you go to Broadway, you're in a whiteout. And it'll mean the difference in the world when it comes to commuting during the day on Friday. Expect the Friday morning to commute to be an, an absolute mess for areas south of the city and inland all the way to Batavia. That includes a throughway, any north-south routes. Within there, you're going to get gusty winds, heavy snow, and, of course, reduced visibility. Thunder snow is an opportunity as well. This continues during the day on Friday. Ready for this, Joe? Worst-case scenario, the thing doesn't move. It locks in place similar to 2014. If it does that, someone's going to 30 inches, hands down. If it wobbles just a little, that way it spreads the love and will keep the totals at a more manageable one to two feet within these locations. That gets us through Friday. There's a hint now that this will wobble and take a trip up to Niagara County during the course of the day on Saturday, slap them with several inches of snow, make driving up there no fun, but it'll allow the other areas like the South Towns and the city to dig out on Saturday, again, if that wobble happens. When does it all wrap up? This also has very good uh, uh, confidence that on Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday, it gets swept out. Gusty winds come in from the northwest and it says you're shut down. And it pushes that band back through the city, down through the south towns, and clears the stadium in time for tailgaters to make it out there. That's what we're looking at right now. The biggest challenge to the forecast is how much wobble or wiggle will the band make on Friday and will it take a jog north on Saturday? We'll know a lot more about that as we get to Thursday morning. So you, we, we could be saying right now, Andy, that Amherst, uh, you know, the North Towns could really miss out of this like 2014? There's a chance that they end up on the outside looking in. 
I can't say for sure that they're not going to be part of the party, and here's why. I know you'd love to have a definitive answer, but the cone. You know when you think about a hurricane, they put the cone out there and then the, the path in the middle, right? And you've got the wobble room of that hurricane. It's going to wiggle this way, wiggle that way. Same thing with Lake Effect. That line right now comes through Blaisdell and goes right through West Seneca over top of Lancaster. If it goes five miles to the north and it decides the city of Buffalo is going to be my target, then that does put uh, places like Amherst and Williamsville in play. Because think of it, it's a diagonal all the way down Main Street and the thruway to Rochester. So they're within, like, you've got to keep your head on the swivel and stay, uh, pay attention to this forecast because even small jogs can make a big difference. And uh, that's kind of the cone right now from the city of Buffalo, inland up to Rochester, and then southward to Orchard Park, and then that would cut into portions of northern Wyoming County. It's hard to paint a graphical picture, but hopefully by stating that, uh, just anywhere within that zone is going to be very tough travel. Now, you're talking about, you know, the wobble. And is there any chance that the storm or the uh, the system gets bigger? Or do we know the size of this thing, regardless of where it's going to be, the size of the system? Gotcha. That's another good question. Much like 2014, you have the northern edge. The most intense snow of this is probably only going to be a mile wide. And then to the south, you'll have uh, kind of the uh, uh, what you call a, t- a torn edge of this where you'll get bursts of snow and gusty winds on occasion, but it won't be that blinding constant snow. Uh, The the liking of this, back in 2014, I drove into the teeth of this, went out of the city, up to the airport, snow-free, all the way to transit, came down transit, hit Broadway, and it was like walking into a wall of snow. One side of the street in the sun, the other side as dark as night within this. And it's not snow that falls like pleasant flakes. It's as if the clouds are just dumping, bailing snow over it, throwing it down in chunks. It was a five-inch-an-hour storm. Something that intense is not wide. It's, it's going to be very narrow. And then the south side of this, the further south you go from that, you'll have these bursts of snow, but it'll be a far more manageable event. Now, you talk about on Saturday, possibly, if it doesn't just stay parked in the South Towns, it could work its way up to Niagara County. So what are the, if that's what happens, what are the totals we're looking at for, you know, the falls and for the North Towns, if this does make that move on Saturday? You got it, Joe. Let's do some snow math, shall we? What we're going to do is find uh, this thing on the move during the day on Saturday. Let's, for instance, take an average time that it, it arrives at around 9 a.m. in the morning after making this jog. It's going to spend the better part of Saturday there. We'll call it a solid six hours over any one particular time. And if we're at a snow rate of around an inch to two per hour, the maximum on there is a foot. And the minimum is probably around four or five inches in there. So that's what we're looking at. And what will determine that is going to be the intensity. When it does make that move, does it hold the intensity that it has or does it become weakened in some degree? But uh, on Saturday, it's definitely a shovelable snow, but it'll be measured in inches and not feet up in Niagara County. So is this the kind of thing uh, um, that we know more every hour or is this the kind of thing that it really could change from what's happening on Friday to what's going to happen on Saturday. The things that are set in stone right now is the start time. That is Thursday evening, 9 to midnight. The other thing that's pretty much set in stone is that this band of snow sets up between Buffalo and Orchard Park inland during the morning and early hours of Friday. The unknown is how much will it wiggle within that zone and 
if it will take that jog to Niagara Falls. The other known is that it should shut down during the early morning hours of Sunday. I think that right there is what a lot of people locked on to. Regardless of what happens, we know by 1 o'clock Sunday, this thing's working its way out. That is true. Now, the question is, do you really have enough people to come out and shovel that stadium out? They have to start making some decisions and, and preparations. I've actually been in contact with them. They're very interested in the southern end of this band and how long it's going to stay there uh, in order to get them, uh, to get them cleaned out. Because uh, we were talking about it last hour. I mean, they have a game on Thursday, so moving this game might not be the, uh, might not be the most preferable thing for the team. That is true. It could be an awkward situation where they're not planning on having the truck stuff out and, uh, it, and they're kind of running out of time in that situation. I think it's going to be more of a stay put and, uh, and, and hope for the best. Uh, if, if it's not, it, they're very well equipped to uh, eliminate a foot of snow out of there in very short order. And uh, if not, the crowd will gladly make snowballs and take care of it for them. Now, Andy, you said something this morning that, uh, that my wife heard, and I have to now ask again for her. You said something about potential school closings on Friday. Oh, yeah. This should be a no-brainer, and here's why. You've got two things going for you. It's the first storm of the season. It's a well-publicized storm. There's a lot of scare with this storm. I'm trying to prepare, but there's no reason to be scared of this storm. Um, administrators are going to see this coming. Everybody's, uh, everybody's on edge. It's a Friday. You've got a full boat of snow days to use during the year. If you're not going to pull the trigger on this one, it's, it's a tough call for someone to say, you know what, we're just going to say, send them in. And nobody's going to send them in in hopes that they're going to get let out early. Those days are gone. They, they will shut it down before they try to bring them in with four inches on the ground and send them home in a whiteout. So, I'm expecting a lot of school administrators to err on the side of caution. And that includes the city of Buffalo, even though the North Buffalo might be fine. Uh, they have to shut down the whole district, I believe, the whole city. They can't just shut down piecemeal, north and south. A lot of the south towns, I think, will take advantage of it as well. The question is when. Will they pull the trigger on it Thursday night, or will they really wait to see if it's on the ground Friday morning? Usually 5 a.m., I'll get a few texts and calls and the administrators are they're they're making their finalizations and then they hit the button and uh, you don't have to read them off on the radio anymore they just text everybody which is different from uh, from growing up listening to the radio the other aspect are the airlines uh, if you remember during 2014 do you remember the the airplane that had so much heavy snow on the back that it lifted up in the air that's right yes and so with that and the similarities and the potential, I think you're going to find a lot of the airlines trying to get their aircraft out of here. Now, that's going to lead them to become sheepish to keep any flights going uh, after a certain point on Thursday. Now, I mentioned that the snow begins and will start hitting the airport Thursday evening. Uh, there's not a whole lot of airlines that are going to want to leave their planes on the ground in Buffalo if there's a chance they're going to be stranded there for a long period of time. So I think you're going to really start to see some airline disruption as early as Thursday afternoon, even though the weather won't be the catalyst at the time, but you're going to find them getting their planes out before the snow hits. So be prepared for anybody traveling by air to have some uh, se severe disruptions Thursday night right through Friday. Uh, and Andy, I've got to ask you this, uh, you know, planning a road trip Friday uh, that will take me out, but I'll have to go 90 to the 219. Uh, right now, looking at the storm, what's your advice? 
uh, advice. Where are you? Where's the starting point? Uh, Amherst. Amherst. All right. You may want to find a way to go uh, closer to Rochester and uh, make your way to the 390 and drop south to avoid that. The other question, if you don't have to go through it, um, that's the trickiest point. Once you get out of that band of snow, you've got smooth sailing. The rest of western New York will be fine to the south. It's just that, uh, that five or ten mile area. But uh, if there are any road closures or uh, travel bans because of this, you'll be subject to that. So you may have to reroute off to the east. And uh, this is the type of stuff, these are the questions that people have uh, that are not answered on the TV news and they're not answered uh, kind of in the newspaper or social media. But uh, I've set up a text line at uh, 503-ANDY. So it's 503-2639. And if you send a text to that, text weather, you're going to get an immediate response. And then you feel free to ask questions just like you did, Joe, and, uh, and we'll answer all of them for this storm. So it's 503-ANDY, 503-2639. Feel free to use that and pass it around. And also at Andy Parker TV on Twitter. Absolutely. Andy, it was uh, great catching up with you, and uh, maybe we'll do this again tomorrow. All right, Joe. Pleasure. And that is Andy Parker, freelance meteorologist. Again, if you have questions, text weather to 503-ANDY. That's 716-503-ANDY. Uh, or you can find him on Twitter at Andy Parker TV. Uh, and, and, you know, I love the way Andy put it. Here's what we know. Here's what we're going to find out. I think that's the perfect way uh, to put it, um, you know, this storm and what we're going to see again starting uh, tomorrow night in parts of our listening audience. 803-0930, star 930. That's the number to get on. Do you want to... do you want to? Do you want to talk about uh, if you want to call in and talk about how you're preparing for the storm? What are essentials when you are going out shopping before a storm? What are the essentials that uh, that you have? And you know, Andy kept bringing up that 2014 storm, and I have a memory of that 2014 storm. Um, driving, as he mentioned, driving from the North Towns into West Seneca uh, down Harlem Road that turns into Orchard Park Road. Uh, and just, I mean, seeing it go from almost green grass to a wall of snow in no, I mean, really, you could just stand and be where there was you know, almost no snow and seven feet of snow. Do you have any stories from the 2014 snowstorm? Uh, because this, as Andy said, has the potential to be like that if it stays parked over um, Buffalo South. So if you have stories from 2014, or any experience you had in that storm, 803-0930. And if you're stuck at home this weekend, what are you, are you putting the decoration, the Christmas decorations up? What are you doing? 803-0930, star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly back after this. Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you to Andy Parker uh, for joining us last segment. If you missed any of that, you can find it on demand at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. Uh, getting ready for snowstorm number one of 2022. How are you preparing? What are your essentials? What do you plan to do if you're stuck at home all weekend? Like to hear from you, 803 930 
any any travel plans that you are putting on halt for this weekend? Let me know, 803-0930. Also, your stories from the 2014 storm. Uh, Andy talked about that. And 2014, I was only working here part-time. I was working full-time in retail. We've talked about that plenty of times. Um, But uh, 2014, Chris Johnson, who used to work at the station, um, lived in the South Towns. And obviously, they were getting just... Hit with snow, so he stayed up here. And then on uh, Saturday, we went to watch Virginia Tech lose to Wake Forest and then went to West Seneca. Well, we as close as we could to his house and then walked the rest of the way, right? So we uh, pile up in the car. We get shovels. We're ready to, we're ready to drive. And now here in the North Towns, I mean, there, there's almost nothing on the ground. You know what I mean? There's nothing on the ground. And... I'm not, you know, I, I've, I know what we had been reporting. I know what people had been saying, but I hadn't seen any of this except for pictures on social media. So we get in the car and we start driving down Harlem Road, which turns into Orchard Park Road. And we get to the Wegmans on Orchard Park Road, you know, across from where the Seneca Mall used to be. We've talked about that location plenty of times. And the road is closed past uh, Wegmans. Can't go any further. And as we were driving, you could really see it went from nothing to, oh, my gosh, slow down. I mean, if you blinked, you missed it. It was that quick. And so we got out of the car, went into Wegmans um, to warm up a little bit, and then walked like a mile from Wegmans to Chris Johnson's house um, and you know, had to kind of shovel our way there in some spots. Dropped him off, came back, uh, walked back by myself, had the Sabres game on in my ears, and drove back home. But it was, I have nothing else to compare that to. I have never seen anything like that before, where you quite literally, it wasn't like it worked its way up to a wall of snow. Okay, it wasn't one of these things where, okay, there's no snow, there's a little bit of snow, a little more, a little more. Oh my gosh, it was... There's almost nothing to, oh my gosh. I mean, it really, there was a line in the street of there's nothing going on here to what the heck happened. And, you know, walking to uh, his house and having to shovel in certain spots and then walking back and, you know, trucks in the street, lifting snow, putting him in the back of other trucks. I mean, it, it, it was... To me, at that you know, in 2014, it was just so hard to believe that this is 15 minutes down the road. You know what I mean? Like, this is the same road I started on in western New York, in Erie County. I'm 15 minutes the other way. There's nothing going on. It really was. Um, it was really an experience, and, and me telling it, which is. Not not good as a talk show host that I'm going to admit this. I'm not doing it any justice to what it actually was in 2014. 803-0930, star 930. Daniel's in North Tonawanda. He's got a story of 2014. Hey, Daniel. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Daniel. Hey, uh, that Monday before the storm hit, I was coming back from Lordstown, Ohio. I, I drive a car carrier and deliver uh, new cars to dealerships. And one of the hotels we stayed at was right there in Hamburg. 
at the Quality Inn that was there. I got in there mo- uh, Monday night about 8 o'clock. I got up Tuesday morning at 5 o'clock, turned on the TV. There was already a state of emergency. I looked out my window, and there was already three feet of snow. Oh, man. And you got to get back to North Tatawanda. Yeah, I could. I was. I got up. You know, like I say, I looked out, seen the snow. Uh, everything was closed. I couldn't leave the, the hotel. Uh, and uh, Wednesday morning, I woke up, and I looked out. Now there's seven feet of snow. There was an F-150 pickup truck parked outside my window, outside my room, buried in snow. Oh, man. So And I was there. The hotel never ran out of out of food or anything, so we were good there. But the police were bringing in, the state troopers were bringing in stranded motorists off the throughway and just filling the place, you know, right up. And then come Thursday, I looked out. The sun was shining. The snow was still seven feet deep. And we're still waiting for them to clean it out so we could leave. And then come Friday, they finally got a crew in there from North Collins, came up with with some payloaders and plowed out the lot. And it was 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday before I was finally able to back the truck out of the parking lot onto uh, Campbell to get out of there. Wow. What a week for you, Daniel. Four days. Luckily, I was a, a union driver. I got paid for every day I sat there, so I didn't complain at all. But it, it was it, it was pretty hectic. You know, I was 25 minutes from home, couldn't get home, and I lived in North Tonawanda. And it was just it was crazy. It was the worst storm I drove for 43 years. I, delivered, I uh, retired two years ago, and that was probably the worst storm I was ever in. Now, let me ask you, Daniel, when you got to North Tonawanda, were you amazed by how little had actually happened in the North Towns? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, by the time I was on the 190 going, you know, through Buffalo, you know, it really wasn't a whole lot, you know, a whole lot of snow. And I got back to our yard. I worked out of Lewiston, New York, across the street from Niagara University. And I pulled in and I had to clean the truck off. I could go and I still had to deliver the load out in Rochester. I had to pay, I had to shovel the truck the the in between the cars just so I could unload them when I got to the dealer. And by the afternoon, all the snow was melted off the truck already because it had warmed up. I think to like sixty degrees. Right. Oh man. Now, did you go back online and make sure you gave the hotel a good review? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Hey. I, I never thought of that. I'm sure my daughter did. She's in the uh, all this, you know, public. Uh, what do you call it? Anyways, well, she probably did. She even called uh, the Weather Channel, and they were across the Interstate 90 at the Comfort Inn that was on the other side of the throughway. But they w- they wouldn't come over to interview me. They said, "Well, if you want, why don't you come over here?" <laughs> I ain't walking over there. <laughs> Well, Daniel, I, I, that is a that is a great story you'll always have to tell. I appreciate you calling in with it. Daniel in North Tonawanda. Could you, I mean, my experience, you know, going from nothing and, and driving in to see it, but I can't imagine how frustrating it is to, you know, to be watching on TV, to be stuck 25 minutes from home uh, with all this snow for four days. 
in the hotel. But you know what? That's a story to tell. And kind of like what I said to Mike in Angola, yeah, you're 25 minutes from home, but this is kind of a an unplanned vacation. You're in a hotel. You're getting fed. You have no obligations. No one can expect you to leave. Everything's closed. And if I know the hotel he's talking about, you're looking down at a closed throughway. There's nothing you can do. Turn on the TV, enjoy it. The only thing I'd be upset, now if I was a truck driver, maybe I'd have my uh, my Xbox with me. But the only thing I'd be upset is that I don't have my Xbox to play Madden. You know what I mean? Like if I'm, if I am on this unplanned vacation and I am stuck in a hotel for four days, 25 minutes from home, I'm going to want to play Madden. I'm going to want to play NHL, MLB The Show. You know, I'm going to want these things. That's what I want to do with my free time. That's my answer. I'll tell you right now, if I get stuck at home this weekend, yeah, I'm putting the, we're, we're putting the Christmas decorations up, but I'm going to be playing a lot of Madden. I might get through a whole season. Because what are people going to do? Joe, what, what happened this weekend? Oh, I couldn't do anything. A lot of snow. Stuck at home. Good excuse. Good excuse to do nothing. 803 star 930. I used a, a, a lot of the early months of COVID. Pretty much what I did. I just played games. We, uh, My wife and I, which I wish we would still do this. Hopefully she's listening. I wish we would still play Monopoly. We, we, we bought Monopoly on the Xbox. And we played that almost every night um, during the fir- first few months of COVID. Wish we'd play that again. That was a really fun game. Someone said, good luck playing online Xbox using the hotel Wi-Fi. Guess what? I'll just play face of the franchise in Madden. You don't need, you don't need any uh, Wi-Fi for that. It's not as fun as playing against people. But you know what? I'll get a full season in my face of the franchise and we'll be all set. But that mo- mo- Monopoly on the Xbox, I'm sure they have it for PlayStation 2. Uh, that's a fun game. It brings the board game to life. We had a lot of fun playing that. Maybe she's listening to this, and when I get home after the show, she'll say, let's play Monopoly. I'm not going to bet on it, but maybe that'll happen. 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on. It's also the number to text. You can also tweet me, at Beamer on Twitter, if you, uh, if you want to use the social media. It is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, the governor has made an announcement, and to uh, talk about that announcement, we have Ken on a cell. Hey, Ken, thanks for calling in. Hey, what's up, Joe? How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Long time no speak. I know, I know, man. No more delivering subs for you, huh? <laughs> Not for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm just livid, man. You know, at this Kathy Holcomb just saying, okay, no commercial vehicles tomorrow at 4 p.m. Number one, the snow hasn't hit. Uh, number two, well, I'm, I've always had a tough time getting number two. I'm 50 years old now. But number two, it's commercial vehicles, we're the safest drivers out there. Number, you know what I mean? And we have big trucks that get through the snow. We have better vision. Yes, okay, if we get an accident, we jack like sometimes. Rarely, but sometimes, car accidents pile up. Car accidents wipe out and block the road. It's ridiculous. So, not only is it ridiculous to, 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 to not have commercial vehicles on the highway, 
but cars follow us. They look for us for tracks to get through the storms. It's the worst thing in the world to do. Man, I worked for Tops for 17 years, and when they closed the throughways last year, or the year before, I, I can't remember. It's, it's all jumbled, but you know, it was a mess. And we had a hard time getting to the grocery stores to get food in there. It's, it's, it's just not fair to us. Now, Ken, let me ask you, do you think there is a, a situation where they do need to close the roads down? You, you just don't want to see it this early on? If, if No. If anything, they should close the roads down to four-wheelers. <laughs> they shouldn't close them down to big trucks. Like I said, we handle this still better. We handle the storms better. We have more experience on the roads. It's it, not even that. It's it, they shouldn't do it. They should do it at our own. If we want to go out in the snow, I don't care if it's eight feet deep. We should be able to always go out in that snow. All right. Well, Ken, you know, I, I will say this, obviously, as someone who's never driven a truck, but I would I would say that truck drivers are the safest drivers out there because, like you said, Ken, you guys have to focus 100% and you're doing it all day, every day. Well, absolutely. And it's and we're on the road all day, every day. I, I haul heavy. I, do, I mean, I do everything. I, went through, I could tell you storm after storm after storm, October surprise. I've driven through it all. And you know how many trucks I've seen, Jack, maybe a handful in the last 10 years. But I think so, that right there, yeah, it's only been a handful. But if one happens, you know what I mean, Ken? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lose-lose because if one happens, then Governor Hochul is going to have to put up with that. Right, but what about a car accident? What about a, no, a, I, a pile I, of a car? You, you know, know I me, mean? I'm, I'm, I am just playing the other side, um, but I, I, I'm sure that would be the response if, uh, if the governor was asked. Well, listen, Mr. Devil's Advocate, let me tell you something. <laughs> we, Kathy Hochul is, you know what she needs to do? She needs to jump in a truck with me <laughs> for a snowstorm, let me drive her around for a little while. And see and how safe of a driver idea. you are? There you, well, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Hey, Ken, Ken Anasal, given his opinion, by the way, yes, Governor Hochul did uh, say that, and this is according to Jeff Russo over at Channel 7, uh, Governor Hochul is going to close the throughway starting Thursday at 4 to commercial traffic from Rochester exit 46 to PA border exit 61. The governor also said that, and this is a quote from the governor, Taking those trucks off the road will prevent what has happened in other events where you have a jackknife tractor trailer and literally paralyzes the thruway and has people stranded for days. Uh, that is what the governor said. You heard Ken. He's um, as a truck driver. And, and you know, here's the thing. I, I can imagine that as a truck driver, you're going to have to find different routes and, and closing the thruway is obviously a, a pain, especially when nothing's fallen yet. Um, but... As as the governor says, if one truck jackknives, then you're going to have people that are going to be criticizing her for not uh, closing the throughway. This is why I'm never I never want to be in politics because it's a lose lose. That's why I like being a talk show host and I can just criticize every move. Um, but in politics, it's a lose lose because if she doesn't close it and something happens, then she'll get criticized for not closing it, and if she closes it and nothing happens, then she'll get criticized for close. You know what I mean? It's that lose-lose there. Um, But that is the announcement. So tomorrow, starting at 4, the throughway will be closed to commercial traffic from Rochester 46 to the PA border, exit 61. We'll be back after this.